Hi, welcome back to Living Life in Awe. I'm Jerry Bose. First of all, thank you to all of you that come onto the podcast every single week and listen to the episodes. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. The conversation that you're about to listen to is with a woman who is an actor. She is a podcast host and she's also a spiritual coach. She is Idaiber Orozco. And this conversation that I have with her is is really incredible what Idaiber has gone through throughout her life. There has been a lot of loss of people that have been very very close to her, so there's a lot of grief. She's changed her career. She's moved from Venezuela to Florida to New York to LA. She's um started out in hospitality, went to acting. Now she is a spiritual coach, coach and also a podcast host. And her new podcast, which will be launched on November 1st, is called Rekindle Your Light. And it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful conversation about grit and resilience and creativity and inspiration. And we start the conversation talking about how she got into acting and what she liked about it and what she learned through acting and then we quickly move on to the spiritual realm because both her and I are very much into spiritual development so we of course we talk about things like um daily routines and habits and how to how to incorporate new habits how to declutter why to declutter how about you know having space what empty space does and we talk about rest and not being too busy so it's just it's a it's a, it's an episode that's packed with just lots of goodies so i hope you enjoy listening to this and of course i would love it if you all would follow this uh podcast and if you leave um a rating and a review. Okay, so let's get started. Thank you so much for doing this. I really really appreciate it. Oh, I'm super super excited to be here. So, yeah, the pleasure is mine. Oh, thank you so much. I I guess I was thinking, oh my gosh, what should we talk about? Like you do so many things. You're an actor, you're a spiritual coach, you're mm-hmm. uh starting your podcast soon. That's amazing. So maybe we start with the acting. Like how did you decide to get into acting and how long have you been doing that? Okay. Yeah, because one thing kind of left into the next. So, yeah, it's totally connected. Uh you decided to get into acting because you always loved acting. Yeah, so in my case, you know, I was always one of those kids who wanted to be an actor, but I didn't know how, you know, and I'm from Venezuela, so this is not a common uh career there. At least it wasn't when I was growing up. So, it was like this dream, but not any clue how to do it. So, I pursued something completely different. I ended up going to hospitality school and I became uh 
you know, I was doing like all catering, events, restaurant management, room service, all of those careers in food and beverage. And it was while I was living in Orlando, Florida, that I was attending a class. And one day my, my teacher said to me, like, you know what, you're really good, but I think you're wasting your time here in Florida. And I'm like, what? Really? Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, no, girl, you got to go like LA, New York. You have to go and explore. And that was the beginning. Wow. So it that was a teacher. Very nice of him. Yeah. And you know, so what he did, which it was even nicer, was he train me he helped me to audition for a school in new york for the summer program and he said why don't you just go for the summer and try it out and see if it's if it's really what you want to do i said okay great so i went and i did this audition this this particular school was actually doing auditions across the country and they came to orlando and i auditioned for them and i got in oh wow and I, yeah, and I went to, to New York for that summer. And then by the time that I came back, I told my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I said, that's it. I got to go. I, we have to go. We have to move to New York. <laughs> and he said, yeah. And he said, okay, let's do it. You know, super supportive. Yeah. And we went to New York. This is like the beginning of 2008. Uh -huh. And it ended up coinciding with the writer's strike, which was not the ideal time to be moving anywhere. Oh, no. Uh, super Sue acting. But, you know, I was so green and so new at it that I just didn't care. I was just happy to be in New York. So I enrolled in a class there. And I, you know, I had a major, major heartbreak because only a few classes in, I want to say I had been there for about a month or maybe two mm -hmm my teacher passed away. Oh, no. And it was such a, you know, it really shook me, you know, it really, it almost felt like I think the universe doesn't want me to do this kind of thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, this is so tragic. And I'm like, no, I, mm -hmm. I need to, I need to go get a real job. And I did, mm -hmm. you know, so I went back into the hospitality world. And, but you know, your soul calling is bigger than anything else. Yeah, you know, that's true your soul calling is just this continued uh, tap that you get in the shoulder or this mm -hmm. whisper, or, you know, you get signs in so many different ways and mm -hmm. it just would not let go of me. And I say, Nope, I have, I have to, I have to get back to it, you know? So I ended up enrolling in a different class. It was a two year program. I have some of the best friends that I have in the world come from that program and mm -hmm. it changed my life. That program changed my life. Well, and it must and, be people from all over the, all over the place now in the school. Yes. Yes, yeah. there was, you know, my class in particular, I think uh, most people were Americans. There was probably, I think, one Brit. Mm -hmm. um, but in the school itself, yeah, there was people from all over the place and, you know, people from Asia and yeah, other countries. And I, I, you know, my teacher, again, I just been very fortunate to find the right teachers throughout my career, you know, and mm -hmm. this teacher just, he just believed in us so much. He gave us so, so, so much. So by the time I graduated two years later, you know, I was already doing some mostly like TV commercials and some voiceover work, you know, like voiceover work was probably like my way in the business mm -hmm. and I was doing, uh, again, mostly commercials in Spanish. That's, and it's still, that's the bulk of my work nowadays. 
Mm -hmm. And I started experimenting with theater and film. You know, I started producing films with my husband and we oh, were just wow. like getting, we just got, yeah, we just got super creative and we well, started New York, doing like, I guess New York mm -hmm. is like the perfect place to like experiment and get creative and try different things because you have the opportunity, yeah. right? There's so much there. Yes. And you know what? And, and something that is very different from New York and LA now that I've been in LA for almost 10 years is that there's something in New York that I think for people who have never lived in New York, sometimes don't get it that actually New Yorkers are very, very kind people mm -hmm. and they want to help you. And there is this big sense of community that it has nothing to do with money. You know, it's all about, let's just get creative and be art artsy and let's just do things you know yeah. never with that intention of like well what am I going to get out of this you know yeah, yeah. Um, so that to me has been like the biggest difference I have felt between the two cities and LA is very business you know it's very like okay we're doing this okay this is the budget you know kind yeah of <laughs> well I guess yeah. New York there's so many different formats of creativity you know you have like dance you have music you have acting mm -hmm. you have Broadway you have commercials like you're saying there's and I my impression of LA, I, I have never lived in LA. My impression is that it's like all about the movies. It is, you know, it was, I think it has also shifted. Um, mm -hmm. There is a lot of commercial work in LA actually. Oh, and, okay. and, and now that voiceover doesn't require you to be in any specific part in the world. There's a lot of access to voiceover work as well. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you have access to having your own studio, home studio, home base where you can record um, quality auditions and quality jobs because if you get the job you got to be able to reproduce like a you know high quality voice and sound in your home and so that that's a that's a beautiful advantage now that I have that I sometimes get work from New York or sometimes I get work from Vegas you know so oh, wow. I, I just okay. love that I just love yeah. that flexibility and with the, you know, with the, with something that the pandemic brought in uh, was the auditioning from home model. So very, very rarely I now go into a casting director's office now to do an audition. It's mostly at home. So right now, you know, like right after our call today, I actually have to set up and send an audition. So oh, I just do it all myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you just, you just hook up your, your camera in front of you in a tripod and then you just have a yes, video or what, a zoom or something on your phone on oh, my phone you know it's like my phone is my camera we have some lights you know mm -hmm. that we add to make sure that it looks decent and then mm -hmm. I just use like a plain backdrop and yeah we just record everything on the phone and then I just do some basic editing like super super basic yeah and put it all together and send it online and it's done and sometimes even the second audition, what they call the callbacks, sometimes yeah. the callbacks are even on Zoom or sometimes they're, you know, sometimes they're in person for commercials mostly. But when it comes to TV and film, and as you know, we're on a strike right now, so there's nothing going on. But normally when it comes to film and TV, you know, a lot of these things, I would say 90% of the work is virtual now. So we oh, don't, wow, you don't even great. have to live in LA anymore, you know? Oh my God, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... So that has been kind of like my experience. You know, once I moved to LA, it became definitely a more like a professional approach to acting. And I mm -hmm. just was devouring everything that I was learning. I've been in so many classes, you know, I'm constantly training, constantly learning, you know, and 
I've been very fortunate, you know, to have worked with people that I could only dream about when I was wow. a little girl, you know, yeah. like when one of my, one of my, my, my best days ever in my life, you know, was being able to work with Gary Sinisi, you know, yeah, because well. my mom loves him so much yeah. and having that opportunity to tell him like you have no idea i grew up with you being like my mom's crush <laughs> and now you're my scene partner this is like insane and he was the kindest you know he was so helpful um i had to manage well, when i was in doing a scene that that scene with him i had to deal with a gun uh -huh. and it was my first time you know it was my first time in a professional set where i had a gun and he helped me to figure out like, okay, well, you have to check it here. You have to make sure that you stay, uh, you know, clear on where the gun is going because that yeah. gun, you cannot lose sight of it. You know, it's your gun. I'm like, oh shoot. Oh my you know, goodness. It was intense. Yeah. It was intense, but he was, you know, on top of it, extremely welcoming to new actors like me. And, and, and it's been like that, you know, my, my next jobs after that it never get easier you know you're always as excited and as mm -hmm. giddy you know mm -hmm. as, oh, as the first time uh -huh. uh, at least I know I am you know yeah. um you know one of my most recent experiences I remember I was in you know they give you a trailer so when you work on a tv set in LA I would say most of the time they give you your personal trailer. So it's like this tiny little space that you have where you can be by yourself. And I remember I was in my trailers thinking like, how did I get here? You know, it's like, I was having so much doubt and so much like, what did I do to deserve this? I'm not that talented. You know, like my, <laughs> my imposter syndrome was yeah. just lame big time. I'm like, I'm not a comedian. I'm not funny. You know, this was yeah. a, it, it was a comedic scene. Oh, and then you have, you're very expressive though you know like you're yeah you you just you do look very much like a natural actor just you know just even Thank if you're like you. sitting like even when you're in zoom you just have like this very very expressive face I'm very animated for sure yeah, yeah. so so I think you know I think that it you know it always goes comes back to trusting you know trusting mm -hmm. is probably one of the biggest lessons and messages I have had over the years, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like almost that trusting and letting go of expectations and just be present and play, you know, it mm -hmm. comes down to that. And, you know, and it translates so beautifully into my current career as well, because, you know, I'm still pretty much an actor, you know, I'm still mm -hmm. actively auditioning, you know, I'm still actively pursuing that dream, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think I don't see it anymore as an end result. I see it more as a marathon. Like this is ongoing, you know, this is a journey. Mm -hmm. And what are the other things that bring me happiness and joy? And I realized that to me, helping people was a big, 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 big part of it. Wow. And so that made you decide to do the spiritual coaching? Yes. Well, you know, something something really interested, interesting happened. You know, I always been a spiritual you know I think when I was a little girl I was one of those few people in my in my group of friends who was interested in astrology who was interested in metaphysics you know who was like very new agey type mm -hmm. and again growing up in Venezuela that was not common you know 90% of the population is Catholic so this <laughs> felt very woo-woo for people so yeah. it was not necessarily embraced or welcome but yeah. I was very curious I was just very very curious and then when I had 
the biggest heartbreak of my life, which was the loss of my sister, I, I went in words and I did yeah. not want anything to do with that world because it felt that it's kind of weird to say it, but it felt almost like I was betrayed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you, you show me because I saw my sister's accident in my in front of my eyes before it even happened. Oh, and, and I said, I don't want to see anything anymore. I don't want to see it. I just don't tell me, don't show me, don't do anything, you know. So I spent years and years and years, um, you know, resenting and and feeling you know playing the victim role and became a workaholic you know I was working 18 hour days just to numb the pain you know Mm -hmm. and and that was years that I did that Mm -hmm. and it was not until I found theater again that actually I came out of my shell and I was like wait a minute I haven't I haven't been a person for the last you know five Mm -hmm. ten years and that's when Mm -hmm. I went back and took that acting class that ended you know, taking me into New York. So it was definitely, like I said, everything has been, has been beautifully connected. And then in 2021, well, in 2016, then I lost my brother. Oh my. Yeah. And I took a very different approach, you know, because again, I'm a very type A, very like, okay, get things done. So it was like, okay, now I'm going to go to all the therapy and all the groups and all, you know, Mm-hmm. And that didn't really work either, you know. Yeah. And then in 2021, I lost my dad. And you what... lost your dad? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And yeah, it's been definitely um, a journey of healing and grieving that it's it's ongoing, you know, it just never, oh my never gosh. stops. I was just listening to your trailer for your podcast. And mm-hmm. I think you wrote in there that you had, you know, that you had like suffered a lot or you're, mm-hmm. you, you had a lot of, you're like resilient and, and you're going to mm-hmm. talk about that in your podcast. But oh my gosh, this is, this is like big. I mean, yeah. to lose all these people that are so close to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, when my dad got sick, you know, we, we, till this day, we still don't know if it was COVID, but most likely it was, you know, he mm-hmm. was in Venezuela, he had all the symptoms and it was a very, very quick thing, you know, mm-hmm. and he had already like, he had like, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, so he was the candidate for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That if he and you know, and I was so scared, and I kept telling him, like, Dad, please take care of yourself because if you get COVID, I don't know how that's gonna go for you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I think, um, again, it happened really, really fast. But you know, the gift that my dad gave me, which you know, I get goosebumps just by telling you, mm-hmm. is that when he was passing, you know, again, he's in Venezuela, I'm in LA, Mm -hmm. I feel I was feeling that something was wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. And I heard the words, follow your light. Wow. I saw the words in my head, you know. And, and, you know, and and a few minutes later, I walk into, into my house and I have one of those beautiful, like, they call it like rainbow makers, you know, like this, um, this glass round prisms that, you know, that when the sun hits, then you see like different lights and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that thing was activated, you know, it was like, I was seeing light everywhere that day. And I, 
you know, received the call a few minutes later to let me know that he had passed. Mm -hmm. And I started having these vivid, vivid dreams with him, you know, uh, where he was telling me that he just wanted me to follow my light, to follow my passion. And I just didn't know what he meant. You know, I was just like, I, I don't know what that, where that's going to go. And I was in too much pain to even process that at the moment. But I was already working with a coach at that time, you know, and she was helping me using a technique called the emotion code. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. So the emotion code is kind of like, think about it, sort of like Reiki, but it's based on a chart of about 60 emotions that we go ahead and we tap into the person's subconscious and clear those emotions as they come in, you know, and the person feels a lot lighter afterwards, you know, sometimes he clears emotions that have been trapped for like, you know, since childhood. So it's a, to me, it was a very, very powerful um, way to, to balance again, you know, and she was mm-hmm. helping me clear these emotions that I had had, you know, stuck for years, you know, since my sister's dad, mm-hmm. all the way now to now my father's dad, you know, we're talking about, you know, 20 years apart, and mm-hmm. I still was holding to that grief that yeah, of course, first, yeah. that I first had with my sister, you know, yeah. and that I never processed then and I, I never I dealt with. Yeah. So, so, you know, so we kept doing all this clearing as, as I was going through my grieving process and eventually, you know, months, months later, I told her, I'm like, I think I want to do what you do. And she was so supportive. And she said, Oh my God, I've been waiting for you to tell me. Uh, I know that you can do this. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I was like, dad, if this is, I'm getting teary talking about it. I'm like, if this is, the way that I am going to stay connected with my soul and my spirit, please show it to me. Yeah. And Give me a sign. just started unfolding in a way that, you know, I ended up graduating on the 21st of February, which was the first year of his anniversary of his passing. So everything was just so clear. And I just yeah. kept getting all these signs and this guidance and this support and you know, when things just start flowing, you know, you just know that yeah, things are, exactly. Exactly. are meant to be, you know, exactly. so, so I did that, I started working with clients. And then I felt this, this, again, this tapping, this, this whispers telling yeah. me that I needed to do more. And I was like, I don't, I just don't know what more is, you know, I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know. I'm coaching, and then, acting. <laughs> Yeah. And then I ended up seeing an ad on Instagram, you know, about this institute called the Dharma Coaching Institute. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Let me look at this. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I just heard this girl in this podcast that I listened to today. Like literally, it was kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) And I called and I was like, hey, can I please find out more about your program? And this was in October of last year. And we, you know, we had a conversation. I was leaving to Mexico the next day for vacation. And by the time that I was back, I had already enrolled to the program. I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is Wow. It. And what is that all about? The Dharma, it's Dharma. It sounds like it's like a purpose coach. Correct. So we spent six months diving deep into our own purpose, but also learning how to help people figure out their purpose. Ooh, you know, okay. I think... I think that one of the reasons why we get sometimes so stuck in life, because I've been through it and I know what it feels like, you know, is that we're 
so much in our heads, yeah. you know, we're so much in our thoughts. And it's like, how do we get out of it? How do we connect with our body? How do we know when our body's telling us that something is right or wrong? You know, so I spent six months just diving deep into my own. Yeah. But also, you know, met the most amazing, fabulous group of women who were so supportive through the process. You know, we were all going through different stages of things, you know, Mm -hmm. and And, you know, every week I showed up, every week I was there, you know, every single week for six months. And then obviously when I graduated, then I was like, okay, this is going to be, this is going to be my approach. You know, I want to help people figure out and get them out of that dark place. Yeah. How do we reconnect with that light? You know, and that's why my business is called Rekindle Your Light, because it's all about Oh, it's so your your coaching business is also called Rekindle Your Light, correct? Yeah. Okay, and so then you're doing your podcast. It's called Rekindle Your Light. So the whole thing is Rekindle Your Light. Yes. And yes. it's gonna and you're gonna help people. Like if I if I come to you and I'm like I'm stuck, I don't know what to do with my life. Then you're gonna like you have like a process to go through it to help me figure out what I need to do. Yes, you know, so this is when the other practices and the other tools that I have learned throughout the years come so handy because, you know, the first thing we need to do to get you out of a stuckness is to rewire and reprogram all of those limiting beliefs, you know, so we start by identifying what is it that is keeping you stuck, you know, what is it that you think you're unable to do because we have all these stories of like, well, you know, because when I grew up, my dad abandoned me. Okay. You know, so there's, there's a, there's a story in there, you know, there's a history and, and, and a thread that we can identify when we start going back into our childhood and teenage years, you know? So we start by decoding them and, and clearing them and reprogramming them, you know? So that's kind of like the way that I approach before we even talk about what do you want to do with your life and we go into purpose, we start with like, let's declutter, you know, yeah. we have to make space for the things to come in by, by removing things that have been keeping you trapped for all these years, you know, so yeah. we remove trapped emotions. Yeah. that's yeah, No, but I'm thinking like, you know, like for me, I was in the corporate world for like decades and decades. And now that I've been out of the corporate world for a while, I'm like, you know, I'm discovering that I can write. I'm discovering that I can speak. I'm discovering that, you know, I can make mm-hmm. an impact on people's lives. And I'm like, why didn't I like try to do this before? You know, why, why didn't mm-hmm. I get curious? I mean, I always liked to write like when I was younger, I'm like, why didn't I pick that up? You know, but then I'm thinking like, you know, we just all get so busy in our day-to-day life. We like we have kids, mm-hmm. we want to buy a home, we want to go on vacation. And it's like when like I feel like I didn't have time to think about my purpose, you know? Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent, you know, and and I think um this is where I can see the new paradigm shift into, you know, it's like as you notice, you know, the newer generations, you know, they are doing things a little slower you know they are stopping and taking time to ask the questions that we didn't ask you know yes you're absolutely correct yeah yeah you know they're they're stopping and saying okay so why do I have to suffer to get to the goals that I want why do I have to work harder why can't I just work in flow why can't I just love what I do for a living you know exactly and they're teaching us the lesson, you know, I'm seeing yeah. it every day. They're teaching us a lesson on, on joy, on 
asking for what we want on, you know, assert, being assertive. Exactly. Well, and... I know, actually, you, you just mentioned Joy, and it just reminded me of Gabby Bernstein. And I know you're a big mm-hmm. fan of Gabby Bernstein, yes. too. But that actually, her saying, make sure that you have joy every single day is mm-hmm. what really changed everything for me. I was like, what? I never heard this before. You know, like, yeah. no one ever told me, like, you should have joy every single day. And, I, and then I that really got me to really look at my life. And that brought in, like, all these different things. She was like, you know, bring in, do something that's inspirational every single day. And that's when I started, like, like drawing and writing and walking in nature and, and doing all these things that I don't usually do on a daily basis. And I think that's the other thing is, like, we need to do things that are different. You know, we all get so comfortable mm-hmm. in our everyday routines that we don't do things that are different. Yes, you know, and sometimes it's as simple as, taking a different route to work. Yes, you know, I, yes. I, I literally had this conversation with one of the interviews that I just did for my podcast. And, you know, this guy used to live in the corporate world. Also, we actually know each other from our hospitality career. And he's now a yoga teacher who travels the world to teach people yoga. So Ooh, he's living his nice, dream. Nice, nice. And, and, you know, and one of the things he said, you know, that even when he was in the corporate world is like he would take not only different ways to get to work by, but even the entrances that he took to going to his job, yeah. he chose to make something different. And he's like, he would always, and, you know, and this, this is so perfect for your, for the title of your podcast, you know, he was always looking for what he was going to be different and what was going to be, make him to be in awe. Yeah. Of like, oh, today I got to meet a little kid who was, you know, walking around with a balloon. I, I got to ask him why was he celebrating, you know, and, yeah. and because of being purposeful about how we're leading our lives, what we do in our daily basis, what we eat, what we wear, what we yeah. watch, the content yeah. that we're consuming, you know, the more intentionally we get, you know, the closer we're going to get to feeling that joy and feeling that purpose and feeling that excitement of like, oh, you know, I want to try something else tomorrow that is completely yeah. different too, you know? Oh my God. This is, you're just saying, this is such a good advice, actually. Just even the most simplest things like use, use a different entrance to walk into the building. Because mm-hmm. you're right, we do things just out of just sheer, this is a habit. And I think like I'm just thinking about when I used to work, you know, walk into the building where I worked for 15 years. I I went into this. I did the same exact thing day in and mm-hmm. day out. And your brain gets so comfortable, and it's like I don't want to try anything new. You know, I'm happy. I'm comfortable. And I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. Also, as we get older, is like we just get so comfortable, and we're just afraid to really go out there and and on a limb and just try something completely crazy. Yes, you know, and I think I think no wonder why you were saying that, oh, time passed and I didn't even know what was going on. I had, you know, you were completely disconnected to your creative pursuit, you know. Yes. And I <laughs> yeah, and, and I just I just want to remind everyone, you know, that creativity is not only for artists, you know, creativity is we this is that this is a, a birthright that we mm-hmm. all have, you know, yes, and, yes. and you can express creativity in so many different ways. You know, I actually I have I have done a workshop about connecting to your highest creative self, because this is something I'm very passionate about as an actor and as an artist, you know, for me, creativity is one of those values that is high ranking with, you know, next to passion and next to 
you know, respect purpose. those things are, are yeah, purpose, yeah. those things are, are equally important for me. And, yeah. and I'm just like, okay, well, how can we bring more creativity into our lives? And sometimes it's just by doing these little things that then the next idea will spark that the next, you know, inspiration comes and you're like, Oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting to go this route, but look at what's happening. You know? Exactly. So, exactly. Also, I think the other thing is, oh, the other thing is like, we're too, we're too busy, you know, like every, like before when I was working in the corporate world, I felt like my whole entire day was jam packed with something to do. Either I was commuting, I was working, I had, you know, I had a uh, young daughter, I was taking care of her, I was cooking dinner, I was planning vacations, I was, I was like, or mm-hmm. entertaining, entertaining friends. I don't think I had the moment to just kind of be lazy and sit around and do nothing. And I think it's out of this doing nothing that things pop into our head. We don't give ourselves the space to yeah. have those those inspirations and the, the creativity. Yes. And you know, and, and, and space is something that I, that I talk a lot about with my clients, because as I said at the beginning, you know, if you don't declutter, if you don't open the space and you're not yes. allowing for things to flow and for things to come your way. So this is, you know, and, and you can start by just decluttering your yeah. closet, you yes. know, your, your pantry and then things, the energy inevitably it's going to start flowing. So same thing with your calendar, you know, it's like, yeah. what are the things that are really dragging you down that you just don't feel like you want to do anymore, you know? And it's like, okay, we'll start making space on your day to day to allow those, you know, moments of stillness, you know, the yeah. moment that you start experiencing more stillness and you don't have to call it meditation if you don't want to, you know, you exactly. can just go for a walk. Exactly. Open that space for those ideas to flow for those but I for love, those of inspiration. Yeah, I love what you're saying about decluttering because actually that is how I started. I just mm. one day I was just like, that's it, I've had it. I'm gonna throw out all these old clothes. And I just started going through all my closets and just throwing out as much as possible. And that new it's new energy basically, you know? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. new energy and that new physical space you're thinking already differently. You're already yes. lighter. Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to do like the internal work, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't, I mean, I don't know, I had a really hard time doing all the internal work. It came after a while. But I think you can do things like decluttering and cleaning and gardening mm-hmm. and walking in nature. I think those kind of set you up to eventually do the internal work and the inner child mm-hmm. work. It sounds to me like you've done a lot of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and it is definitely a scary place to go. You know, I am not yeah. going to sugarcoat it here, you know, yeah. nobody wants to be going back into those years of no. work, whether yeah. you, you, whether you had abuse, whether you had, you know, neglect, whether you had bullying in your life, you know, any of these things are completely and absolutely valid. Yeah. But if we don't go back there and and reprogram those moments and get, yeah. you know let them go, let that anger go, let that resentment go, mm-hmm. let that fear, you know, the fear that holds them back so much. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that work, then we're not opening space for the new emotions to come into. So it's exactly the same. You know, it's literally a metaphor between how do you declutter your house versus how do you declutter your inner house? It's exactly yes. the same process. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just, this was my last week's uh, podcast episode that I did a solo one talking about decluttering. And this is exactly the, the 
two things that I brought together was the physical decluttering and the internal emotional decluttering. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, it's really a game changer, the emotional internal decluttering. But I just mm-hmm. feel like it's really not easy to do. And I don't even know if I would recommend somebody to do it without professional help, you know? Exactly. Yes. I mean, especially when there's trauma involved, you know, and we all have some sort of trauma, whether it's small trauma or big trauma. So, but when there is, you know, trauma that has been really heavy, then Mm. this is not something that you want to do by yourself. You know, I have a therapist. You know, I have a therapist and a coach. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. I did too for a very long time. A therapist and a coach. Because the coach is different. You know, the coach is, the therapist is just trying to like break down all your, you know, she's trying to work on the trauma and like the big stuff like that in the past. She doesn't care mm-hmm. about your future. You know, she's just looking at your past. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt like my coach was really looking at my future and, mm-hmm. you know, helping me to go in a certain direction. Yes. I mean, for me, having those two women in my life have also been a huge part of my awakening, you know, of Mm -hmm. my coming to to myself, you know, which has been huge. You know, I think I have been just like most women, you know, we we pour so much out into the world. We give, Mm -hmm. give, 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 you know, and then it's those moments when you're like, okay. I'm going to be completely selfish and take this day for myself, you know, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not a full day. Sometimes it's just a couple of hours, you know, so whatever you have to work with, you know, if mm-hmm. you're a mother, I'm sure it's not an easy thing to just like, I'm just going to take a day off. Okay. Maybe you can take an hour, you know, maybe you mm-hmm. can take yourself for lunch. Maybe you can take yourself for a walk. So, well, it, I mean, the thing is I, I found out the hard way that if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other people. Mm-hmm. Like I was mm-hmm. completely like empty you know and I wasn't doing Mm -hmm. a very good job taking care of others even though I was doing it but not in a very good way you know and like Mm -hmm. I just feel like I mean I've heard the term you know put your oxygen on oxygen mask on Mm -hmm. first then others but it's like in reality you know we're not doing that Yeah, the practice you know. is not, it, again, because it's not something we are accustomed to do. This is exactly. not the way we were, we were not raised that way. You know, no. like I say, the newer generations, they have a lot more awareness. They know that they have to, you know, take time for self-care that, you know, the values have been shifted. And we, yeah. you know, we that are, you know, a little older, we still are like, okay, we, I'm still able to make those changes. But it, it's just because we're not practiced at it, you know, yeah. we need to treat it as beginners. And we're like, okay, this is the first time that I'm going to do this for myself. Let me see what would that feel like, you know? And yeah. and I think, um, you know, you use the word uh, curiosity, which is one of my favorite words as well. Yeah. You know, it's curiosity. Like approaching everything with that, you know, with that sense of awe, like, mm-hmm. what would happen if I do this? You know, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what would it feel like or I wonder how would I look like if I change my hair you know Mm -hmm. like play play exactly play yeah Yeah. exactly that's the other thing you know we take everything so seriously and it Mm -hmm. is really we really need to play more and it's and not Mm -hmm. take things so seriously that's a huge I mean that you know it really helps in the whole mental health uh front is just not taking things seriously Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. Oh my gosh. That's great. So you're, so you've already started, it sounds like you've already started interviewing for your podcast. 
Yeah. So I am, I think six interviews in, you know, Um, fantastic. Yes. I'm very, you know, again, I'm very, very pragmatic, but also very focused on like, okay, I'm doing two to four interviews per week. So boom, boom, boom. So I pretty much have everything scheduled between September and October. And my plan is to launch November 1st. So excellent. 11 and one. That's well, that's a very, that's a lot of angel numbers there. Yes, and I purposely <laughs> obviously picked that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very intentional, it was a very intentional decision. You know, speaking of intentions, you know, today, right before our call, I launched my free ebook. So if any of your listeners want to, you know, grab a copy, uh-huh. they're uh, on my link, on my Instagram link, and you can just get a free copy of the seven steps to intentionally manifest. So everything oh, okay. that we've been talking about, I kind of put it together into a beautiful little package and it's like see your world you can have it and you can hopefully uh, benefit from from having access to that as well oh okay great great excellent well i have a newsletter so maybe i'll put it in my newsletter the is it a amazing link? yes is yes it- there is there is a link there is a link and people can just download it um yeah their leisure and read it at their leisure oh yeah exactly wow you're really like completely all in on this rekindle your light I am you're really taking your dad's advice well I'm very very happy and and you're really a spiritual person I think I even saw you saw you um on Instagram with the happy days from Gabby Bernstein yes I was traveling to Mexico and I took that book with me you know and and every time that I that I travel I take one of those books that even if I have read it I just read it again so me too uh, I always read books more than once yes and you know and sometimes there are books that I cannot get through the first time and I'm like it's okay I'll just put it back and then when the time is ready the book will come back to me and it has happened many 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 times I am reading something around past lives right now which is another subject that fascinates me yeah I've been fascinated with past life since I was a kid you know this is this is uh, a journey that has been in the making for years you know and yeah. it's like the more I learn about it the more questions I have <laughs> oh my what is what is the title of the book and who's the author it's called the instruction uh-huh. and I can't remember how to pronounce his name so I might butcher it but it's Anthony McLeod I think okay. if I'm pronouncing it correct. Okay, I'll just but, look it up. Yes, oh, highly, highly recommended because oh, it also okay. talks about your soul age and your soul type. And I'm like, ooh, ooh it resonates ooh. so much with my, especially with, with, my, with my current stage in life. So I'm yeah. devouring it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you're, you're going a full force into the spirituality, into the spiritual realm. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's great. Excellent. But you're still, you're still coaching. Your coaching is also uh, related to spirituality? Yes. So again, my approach is either one-on-one sessions. I occasionally do workshops, you know, where I want to tackle a particular theme. So like I did with a creativity workshop. So there's another workshop that I do at the beginning of the year called Intention Setting Workshop. So it goes really well with the, with the ebook that I mm-hmm. that I released today. Mm-hmm. And I'm also my goal is to bring some of this work into the corporate world. You oh, know, that's a good and, idea. Yeah, and start having these conversations because when I was burned out in my job, I wish there was somebody who was showing me how to do things better, how to build better habits, how to stay connected with 
the present moment, you know, mm-hmm. when I was completely immersed in my work and completely mindless about what I was doing, you know, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, so that's one of my goals, you know, let's see how that, how that shapes into the next year. Um, but I'm starting to, you know, having the conversations sending proposals and, this is when all my other experience in life comes handy. You know, I have yeah. I have a background in events and event planning. So oh, that's I'm bringing right. that into the mix. I keep forgetting and... you're like such multi-talented here. You're a multi-talented woman. Yeah, and I'm weaving in my acting into it. So it's like yeah. everything that I've done. And, and, you know, and this is an invitation for everybody to take those, you know, moments to, to take that information in, because this is not unique to me. You know, we all have this, we all have had those opportunities in the past that you're like, Oh, this happened because that happened because that happened because Mm -hmm. this person gave me an opportunity because this person, I said, I should do this, you know? Yeah. And, and when you put it all together, you're like, there's no, there's no coincidences, you know, there is a reason why we did what we did when we did it. Exactly. So, putting all of that together fascinates exactly. me actually and, and... i i have done that you're absolutely right it's really fun when you when you go back and you start connecting the dots you're like ah mm-hmm. now i see i didn't understand what was happening at the moment but now it makes such good sense you know now i understand yes. why that happened that way oh my god yeah. well we have to have another conversation at another time because i see that you are really really into like we have a we have the spirituality thing very much mm-hmm. in common so i would love to de- uh dig dip dig deeper <laughs> and uh, yeah of course this is such a privilege you know i i feel it's a gift for me to be able to share my story you know and and i you know i had to get through the acting beginnings because it's such an important part of why I'm where I am right now exactly but now that we cover that then yes the spiritual part you know it's like that's right now that's my my love and my calling and when the acting comes I celebrate it I do it with so much love and passion and then I go back into okay well how is this going to inform my spiritual growth you know it's almost like even even looking at it from a place of um getting rid of the ego part of it which is not easy easy task for actors you know it's like of course i want to share with the world that i am doing this with such and such but you know becoming less about that and more about the work and more about the connections and more about coming to set and be a light for the people there you know that's the biggest compliment i can get now Oh, you that know, sounds wonderful. The- yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure acting is also kind of, uh, I'm, I'm sure people are very intense on the set. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you can definitely bring your light over there. And it, well, also, I have to say your Instagram is very, very nice. You always have such oh, nice up, uplifting things. The other day I was looking at your gratitude. You're like, these are the things you can be grat- grateful for. I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I, I do put a lot of love into it, you know, and, and I, I try not to make it too precious in the sense of like, try to not overthink it, but I do have these um, aesthetic things yeah, that it's so yeah. important to me. And I, I am embracing it a little more and it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with one things that look beautiful. There's nothing wrong with 
one with us having to express ourselves in that way as well. So I, that's, so I decided to make it more purposeful in that sense. You know, it's like, well, ah. if, be- if beauty is important to me and aesthetics are important to me and creativity is important to me, then I got to show up like that. You know, this is just the way that I am. So, yeah. Oh, you know, that's very interesting that you said that because it's true when I do go to your page, because I, I kind of don't like to follow the, you know, algorithm. I'm like, okay, today, who am I going to go? Who am I going to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whose page am I going to research and look through and I choose you know I don't let the algorithm tell me what I need to look at I choose what I want to look at oh I love that yeah <laughs> so I went to your page one day and I was just looking through I was like oh my gosh she has like amazing things here and and I can definitely feel the energy of your page it's like how can I help how can I serve you know mm-hmm. I want to make an impact I want people to feel good when they're here and and I just yes. love it so I can, f- I feel you. all the love that you're putting in there. Thank you so much. Yeah. I want to lead my life like that. I want to lead my life with, you know, first being as authentic as I can be as honest as I can. And, you know, when I'm not feeling it, then I just don't, either don't share it or don't glamorize it either. You know, it's yeah. just like, you know, there are hours during the day when I'm not feeling this perky and when I'm not feeling this excited about things and it's like, okay, well, let's, let's let's lean in let's give it a space let's lean in into that emotion and allow it to be what it needs to be because again what we resist persists exactly so so let's yeah let's tackle things you know so facing life more like that I think that has been a, a big objective for me in the last couple of years exactly no that's really good I mean we we really do need to take the time and feel all our emotions and uh mm-hmm. yeah I mean sometimes I don't do that sometimes I'm eating my emotions you know mm-hmm, like okay mm-hmm. I'd rather have that mm-hmm. chocolate cake than like sit here and cry <laughs> I hear you I hear you hey uh, I am I am all for chocolate cake so yeah. hey. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate this. You coming on. I mean, I know you're a busy woman, so I really appreciate this. You coming on and and speaking on my podcast. Super happy, super blessed to be here. So I I can't wait to, to stay connected and to continue hearing your story as well. And I would love to have you on my podcast as well. So use this as a formal invitation, please, oh, <laughs> to have you on. Sure. And I will, I will reach out to you, yeah, to, to schedule that. Sure, sure. Thank you. Well, thank you very, very much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate a positive review and a positive rating. Plus, if you could share it with your friends and family, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. See you next time.